You're listening to the Alex Wolf Audio Odyssey. Well, thank you so much for um, contacting me. I'm really excited. This is my first podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm honored now then. So thanks for the opportunity. No, thank you for taking the time. Um, We do so many Zoom calls now, you know, so I'm getting a little better at this stuff, I think. It's, it became so much easier for me because I was doing podcasts in person and it was such a pain scheduling and getting people to go to like to the studio to actually film it and everything. So now I can do so many podcasts so quick. So Oh know. yeah, maximizing the time for sure. Exactly. But I always think there's something with face to face. It's it's a different experience. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I would prefer that over anything else. Of course. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel you. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, Good. So, so congratulations on your success. I went through your uh, podcasts and you're doing great. Yeah. I mean, I think I get moments where I get really motivated and I do a bunch and then I get distracted with business, with whatever I'm working on and forget about it. So, but I really enjoy talking to different people and seeing what they have to tell me and really listening to their experiences. Yeah, sure. Everyone has one, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a story. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we start with yours? Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if where to start, but I can give you a little bit of a background on myself. Um, So I'm originally from old Czechoslovakia, which is now Slovakia small town and um growing up there i had the best childhood even though we didn't have a lot you know we were always outside and getting into trouble and it was just fun and uh you know one day we decided that we were going to because it was still communism which was totally fine i mean i was a kid and you know i had a great childhood so i don't really I can't really say that it was bad for us as kids, but obviously now I know that it wasn't the best place to live. Um, Just the opportunities were not there. And uh, my dad one day just told us, pack your stuff and we're going to Canada. (laughs) So we basically, I think we had uh, four or five bags that we took from everything that we've owned. And, um, we just came here and, you know, little money, your typical immigrant story. And um, we we had to adjust very quickly because we didn't have a choice. Uh, so we were kind of thrown in a, in a world where it was, it was new, unknown. Um, it was scary, but at the same time, it was exciting. So, um, you know, we had to start somewhere. And uh, because we didn't have a lot of money, we didn't speak the language, we didn't have any friends, uh, we had to learn very quickly to adapt. Did you, what, what, uh, how old were you when you arrived in Canada? I was in my late uh, teens. Okay. So, you know, leaving your friends behind and kind of, you know, starting, adjust, um, settling into who you are. And so it was very difficult. Um, the first couple of years were very, very difficult. We, I think I must have cried every day, all day <laughs> for a long time. And I was homesick, but, you know, there was no turning back, right? So now I look back at the experience and it was all worth it. I mean, we worked on the farm. I went, I got thrown into school a couple of days later after I came here with not speaking a word of English. So I had to learn the language and English is not the easiest to learn. No. And uh you know, make friends and adjust. And it was a culture shock as well. 
you know, coming from a small village, a small town into grand, gigantic city where everything is at your disposal. Um, it was really exciting, but it was definitely nerve wracking as well. Uh, and then seeing my parents, you know, leave their careers and their families, their everything. And they basically came at my age. I'm 41. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you just left. <laughs> you put you yourself know, in their shoes. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for my parents. They're definitely my inspiration and just you know, pushing us to be better and growing and um, not looking back. So they are definitely someone I admire and I'm grateful for. And till this day, I always say, you know, remember when we came here, we had nothing and I wore one outfit, you know, <laughs> forever. Uh, but we were always fed, we were always clean and we, um, we really worked hard. I mean, I went to school and then coming home, working on the farm for $4 an hour, saving everything. So that gave me the inspiration and, you know, helping my parents. They couldn't go to school. They had to take care of us. So I kind of took it on myself. I said, I'm going to save everything I have and uh, help my family and help myself. So um, that's kind of the, the beginning of how we came here. And uh, after that, I, I did different jobs. I saved up to go to school. Um, and I studied cosmetology because I went to art school in Slovakia. So I'm super creative. Um, and I love... Um, being creative is something that I've always done and I don't like authority. <laughs> so I never, I'll, you know, I was always rebelling as a kid. I didn't want to listen to anybody. So I got into um, swimming. I was in competitive swimming for a long time, which taught me structure, endurance, perseverance, um, and um, I guess just bettering myself all the time and pushing myself, getting up early and, um, you know, doing what was expected and more because I always liked winning and I liked the feeling of success. Uh, so I ended up going into cosmetology because I could relate my art art design creativity into it, working with people. And then I realized that I wasn't making a lot of money, even though I loved it. And uh, I didn't want to be poor. You know, we didn't come here to be poor. So that was my uh, drive is that I need to excel and I need to uh, get better. And uh, then I saved everything I had. I lived we lived a very, very humble life. And I ended up buying my first property at 24. And it, I bought it for $199,000, a small townhouse. And um, I just slowly, I didn't know anything about the real estate market. Um, you know, I asked one of my friends to sell it for me. I think I was there about a year and a half. And uh, I just didn't like the experience that, that um, he gave me as a realtor. And um, I looked at it and I said, you know what, I went, I also took some design and psychology and philosophy in school. And I think it's all related in real estate with being creative, design, uh, obviously people, person, people, human behavior is huge and empathy, putting yourself in the other person's shoes, which I can thank my grandma for because that's instilled in me as a kid. Uh, so all those different characteristics and values play a big part in, um, I think, a good agent um, and obviously a good person, I guess. And um, I looked at the experience I had with, with my friend, the realtor, and I was not happy. He undervalued my home um, mm -hmm. just to do a quick sale and the experience was horrible. So 
I took that money. I made very little on that house. And then I moved out of that city, out of Ancaster, and I moved to Oakville. And I bought my second house. It was, it needed work. And again, that creativity came in. How can I make money? So I ended up buying older properties and renovating them and, you know, just making a little bit of money here and there. And it adds up. Uh, that's what kind of got me ahead. So then I really liked the process and uh, I did a great job. So I decided that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a makeup artist anymore. Um, and that design played a big part as well in, in my career. So I started selling my own houses and I loved it. And, and uh, that's why I became an agent, you know, and doing a better job and, and just catering to people because it's a, it's a big process. And if you have a good agent on your side, they definitely make it simpler, easier, that trust factor is there because you need to have trust when you're trusting someone with your biggest asset pretty much. So um, I didn't want to be like that guy. And uh, I, you know, I had the qualities to, um, to help people and make the experience great for them. So when you were beginning, what do you think your biggest challenges were when you started, when you first got your license to sell real estate and or the biggest, the first biggest punches that you received and you're like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't as easy as I thought at the beginning. It's not easy. <laughs> it is absolutely not easy. And I thought it was because it looks grand and glamorous. Yeah. Uh, just like everyone else that's not in real estate, you know, they want to become a real estate agent. There's, I think, over 80,000 real estate agents in the GTA and it, uh, the first two years, I'm not sure what the percentage is, but people drop out after the first two years because they realize it's really hard. Um, just like anything, I mean, building relationship takes time. It takes trust. So, you know, I didn't know a lot of people because I was new to the country. So it took me some time to build those relationships, uh, for people to trust me and prove myself to people. Obviously I educate myself till this day. I mean, it doesn't stop. So you have to provide value and, uh, credibility to people. So I think that was the biggest thing is that people need to get to know who you are, uh, what you're about and can you actually do it? So, uh, but there's a lot of different challenges, you know, and it, I mean, I could go on, but it's, uh, it's being strategic um, and uh, knowing your business, really knowing your business, knowing what people want, uh, how to handle different personalities, different cultures. Uh, so all that stuff, it's not just selling a house. It's not knowing, you know, how to build a house. It's how do you interact with people? How do you give them uh, what they need, what they want? But sometimes what they want is not what they really want. So you have to be the one to find the solution. You have and to I play psychologist a little. Totally. And it's great. <laughs> I love that. And uh, the human behavior and building the relationships and really connecting with your clients. I would say, you know, most of my clients, majority of my clients became my friends. I still talk to them. It's because you build that relationship. It's not just, hi, I'm your agent, sell the house on to the next. I don't like that. You know, I don't like to work like that. It was done to me. It's it's a very uncomfortable situation and uh, it works for me. You know, everyone's different um, and I can't be everything to everyone. So I work with people that respect me back and we have a relationship. You need to have that, that click, that connection. How did it lead from you becoming your own agent to now being like Susanna Miss, uh, Missy Group? 
oh, I have no idea. It just happened <laughs> naturally. You're like, okay, now's the step. <laughs> you know what? Um, I the biggest thing is that when you're in with a group, a team, even in a relationship, um, I think you're a better person because people tell you how they see you, right? You can only see yourself a certain way, having different perspectives. You know, you're doing, I don't like the way you do this, or I don't like the way you're talking, or I love this, or I love that. Um, it just makes you a better person. And I, I, the women that I work with are brilliant. And, um, you know, I think I have a, a very creative mind, but having the women on the group masterminding together were definitely stronger so it was something i was seeking i guess and uh it just came to me you know i love that you're you said you'd like psychology and you're saying it right now because psychology 101 tells you you need a, a group of people around you to really uh edit and work on your behaviors because you never really know if you're doing something bad that's rude or insensitive if you're not bouncing it off people and you don't see their face it's like mm, maybe what feedback yeah exactly. constructive criticism i love it uh i really really love that is you know everyone i think takes things personally sometimes but the good thing is even from clients i hear feedback and I don't lash back and say, oh, that person's wrong or, you know, I think I'm better than, or whatever, you know, I just look at it and okay, what can I do better? How can I be better? Or a deal that falls apart, what did I do wrong? Let me dissect it. So that's what it is. Growth and uh, progression is extremely important to me. How do you think people, because I think that's the, the default, lashing out at somebody. Because it's very easy. Not, they're wrong. I don't have to work on myself. Like they, they have the, the wrong idea. What do you think? Is it just your background? Your what you've lived through? How can people? What's the advice to people to have that unlocked in their brain and start taking it as feedback, something to grow instead of? As it, I think it takes time, just time to to go through life. Then I think it's it's just being aware of of what you're doing, your actions, your words. Um, I was not always like that because I thought I was always right. <laughs> You know, as a teenager or a young person, you're invincible and you're always right. You know, mm -hmm. parents are not right. Nobody else is. So um, I had to, over time, I mean, I, I was lucky enough that I I opened my horizons and my perspective. I started meditating and I started reading a lot about self-development. Um, I read some amazing books that changed my life. And uh, I've gone through experiences that made me realize, you know what, I don't want to be like that. I don't like the results that I'm getting. Uh, what can I do to see different results? And it's really all about experimenting. Your whole life is an experiment. You know, if you really want to tap into that, then just look at what your results are. If I do a, I'm going to get B. If I do B, I'm going to get C. So you just, I tested. I really played a lot of tests on myself and I uh, dissected my, my thoughts, my actions and everything. So it's, it didn't happen overnight. It was probably around a five, six year process. Yeah. Can we and I'm still a work in progress, you know, I mean, I'm still working on myself. It doesn't yeah. stop. So it's really actually beautiful how, how your life can change when you analyze yourself. I think that for, for myself, that's, that was my, if I look at my life as a experience or trajectory, my favorite part was when I started enjoying um, 
noticing that I was wrong. And it's it, at the beginning when you're young, it's very scary, right? Because your whole foundation of who you are could be all lies and just misinformation. You don't know. But then talking to friends that are smarter than me and be like, wow, I, that's not true at all. What I thought. And I started enjoying that process of me being wrong and then rebuilding my process of my system of processing information and everything. And just when you start enjoying that, I don't think you can ever really fail or fall down because everything's learning, right? Everything's readjusting. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that too. And it's working hard towards your goals too, you know, with, with, I can't, I don't even own a TV because I can't populate my, my mind with negative stuff. I mean, I know what's going on in the world, but I don't pay attention to it. I don't want to see it every day. Uh, so it's definitely a choice about focus. What do you, what do you want to focus on? How, how do you see your life and, and writing your goals out and having a vision for your life? Sometimes you don't meet the vision. So, you know, don't be so hard on yourself if you don't reach your goals, but they you can alter them they change you change over time so it's but having a vision and really knowing who you are and what you want what makes you feel good what makes what doesn't make you feel good those are the things that are really important you know and and going back to real estate I attract people that I love working with. They love working with me. And, and it took, you know, it took a while to get into the groove of that because you go through obstacles, you go through bad clients or clients that you don't click with. And again, you know, adjusting yourself and seeing, okay, what did I do wrong? And sometimes it's not a good connection. So you move on. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that focus has to be there. Who are you? What do you want? Where do you see yourself? How do you want to live? What kind of world do you want to live in? You know, so those are all the things that I had to take into, into my perspective and say, okay, what do I really want? And it took a while. I mean, I wrote stuff out. <laughs> I wrote and wrote and wrote and, and I dissected myself and, you know, cause I was, I, I didn't know what I wanted when I was younger. And I think a lot of people don't, you know, what do I want to be? How, what type of person do I want to be? But the values were there. The core values were definitely there, like empathy and, and structure in my life and focus and all, you know, just perseverance those things were instilled in me as a child and and um you know i hated getting up at 5 a.m going swimming or going to art school after regular school but now i look back i'm like that was actually connecting the dots and looking back is is actually that was meant to happen to to get me to where i am today why don't we pull it back to real estate because i think we can we can get some good information from you like what is going on right now in real estate because <laughs> it from the outsider perspective it's just crazy what's going on so maybe it, if it's i'm a seller crazy 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 let's say if i'm a seller mm -hmm. i have a house i want to sell what do you have advice uh, that you could tell me if i'm trying to sell my home in the gta so depending on the area that you're in Okay, so every area is different. Now the market has shifted and through COVID, when COVID started, we saw a shift in the market probably every month, something different. The market was acting completely differently. So you definitely would need someone that's an expert in the area that you live in. That's number one. 
someone that knows the market, understands the market, is active in the market. Um, and, you know, going over what's going on, educating your client. That's number one, is sitting down with, with that client, asking them about their goals. You know, why are they, why are they selling? Where are they going? What their goals are, what their needs are and uh, building that relationship and really understanding where they're coming from and what they want to do. Why do they want to sell? And um, I guess the advice would be the same thing for buyers or sellers, do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, everyone's different mm -hmm. and you definitely talk differently to, to everyone. But the main thing is getting to know your client and their needs. That's number one. And uh, talking about obviously being competent and, and knowing what's going on in their marketplace. Uh, that's the major thing. Okay. And do you, do you see any uh, areas of opportunity for the investors uh, or the people that are more commercialized in the moment right now? Uh, as an investor, there are a lot of great areas to, to tap into. Um, so I work with few investors. Recently, I'm going to talk about my re uh, recent um, transactions. So there's areas that I didn't know, and I'm not an expert in, let's say, Kitchener, Waterloo, Barrie, uh, Clarington, Oshawa. I'm not an expert in those areas. So I contacted some of my friends that are agents in those areas. I got advice from them. I did my own research, and it made sense to invest in those areas as an investor, either detached, townhouse, condo. We went over all the numbers with my clients. What does it look like? Return on investment. Uh, where's the market headed, looking at the history of the market, what it's done. You can't predict what the market's going to do, but you can definitely look at, um, you know, different different things that, that kind of play into the market. And, and can you time it perfectly? Possibly, but not 100%. So it definitely takes some research work, working with the client, again, seeing what they want, what their needs are, and then explaining all the numbers to them. So as an investor, you're look, really looking at the numbers, right? And if you're purchasing a, a home for yourself as a, as a primary residence, um, some people want to see, see the numbers. What does it look like in five years when we're ready to downsize or, or upsize? Uh, but again, that, you know, location plays a big part in that aspect, the schools, um, and, um, you know, if they really love the house, they got to be comfortable in the area and the community in the house itself. To wrap up, to get on perfect with that 30 minutes, because I know you guys are busy. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts about um, your group, where it's going and anything you'd like to uh, add anything? Well, the group is amazing. I'm really fortunate. I met amazing women. Uh, they're just, I learn so much from them every day. They inspire me. They bring brilliant ideas into, into the group. Uh, we push each other. We, we really are a good, good click. We're a good match to each other. Uh, that's number one. We work very well together. We're friends, you know, uh, and, uh, we're, we're, doing different things we we love the creative part we're um stepping outside of our box and and just we had to really shift because of covid you know we can't do open houses we can't you know really door knock and see people in person so we had to shift and adapt to the situation and i think that's the most important thing 
is sitting down assessing where you are right now and what's my next best step. So we figured out the social media aspect. It's really working for us. Um, and then just being online, the online presence is super important, especially now because we can't really see people yeah. in person to person. Uh, so we've done a good job with that. And uh, we're, we're doing some really cool things. So I'm excited about it. You know, we're getting involved with the community and uh, helping people. And uh, we, we just, it's very important. Relationship-based um, career is, it's, that's what it is. It's really important to us to build those relationships and maintain those relationships. Perfect. Well, thank you for taking the time and uh, Thanks we'll for having me. Thank yeah. you so much. Take care. All the very best. Stay safe. All right. Goodbye, Susanna. Take care.